I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This week marks the launch of a new exhibition coming up at the Crawford Art Gallery. And this week's Work of the Week features a portrait that has stood the test of time and taken its rightful place in the annals of world history. Michael Waldron, assistant curator at the Crawford, tells us more about this week's portrait by John Lavery and the life of an amazing Cork woman who was its subject. Michael, this week, what I'm looking at is a work of art by John Lavery that Initially, if you didn't know anything about the subject or the background or the history, you would just see it as a portrait of a lady and a very dark, dark portrait with this face emerging from the darkness. Of course, as soon as you see the title, you understand why and who. So I think that's a really good description, Connor, and the face that peers out from this dark canvas so we can imagine almost a black canvas then the just the sense of a a figure within that mm. darkness and just emerging from the dark clothes is the neck and face of Muriel McSweeney who by the title is known as the widow Lady Mayoress of Cork mm. she of course was the wife of Terence McSweeney a ton of history is already wrapped up in this. Of course, we're celebrating a decade of centenaries and this is part of it and this is the Crawford's contribution. It's part of an exhibition called Citizen Nowhere, Citizen Somewhere, The Imagined Nation. We'll be following that through over the next couple of weeks as well. But the widow, Mrs. Terence Maxweeney, Lady Mayoress of Cork, 1920 by John Lavery. As you write this week, it's a remarkably stark portrait And by the time this portrait was painted a century ago, Muriel had been catapulted into the world stage in the aftermath of her husband's death. She really had, and I suppose that's part of what this exhibition is about, Mm. sort of kind of revealing that international impact and legacy of Terence McSweeney, his hunger strike and death, but also the extraordinary propaganda machine that was built around it by someone like, you know, Art O'Brien, but also by Terence's sisters, Mary and Annie, and also, of course, his wife, Muriel. This portrait is almost like as if she is an emblem or a, a, a almost a poster of that kind of, I suppose, nationalist effort. Mm-hmm the knowledge that there will be loss and the endurance of those losses for something more. And it's extraordinary. I think Lavery really captures her in an amazing way because light illuminates the left-hand side of her face while the right-hand side is in shadow. So she's almost two moods, if you will. (laughs) It's kind of like Lavery's Mona Lisa in some ways. She is 
the dark side of her face is perhaps that mourning for loss and also how difficult it must have been to be on the world stage and having to publicly grieve but also still fight and she was a young mother as well and then on the other side of her face there's kind of hope maybe Mm -hmm. and looking to the future when you look in you see very very wide eyes very open peering straight into you right into your soul almost and and a smile because the lips are they're not smiling but they are naturally formed to go upwards, if you know what I mean. She was, I suppose, born to smile, but she had nothing to smile about in this painting. <laughs> That's a really good reading of it. And I mean, she's extraordinarily beautiful mm. and political and really engaged. But here, you know, she's about 29 years old. She's a widow, young mother. And a lot of what maybe she was banking on was coming undone. And yes, she had many years <laughs> ahead of her. Yeah. So I think Lavery kind of captures that kind of sort of hinge moment for, for this really remarkable, complex woman. And if you just think about it, only five years prior to this, would she have met Terence in the home of Alois Fleischmann? Yeah, so in, in 1915, Muriel was at the home of Alois and Tilly Fleischmann. Terence Saxini was also there. And within two years, they were married wow. against her family's wishes, by the way, wow. <laughs> because she was born Muriel Murphy from the, the Murphy distiller family. Oh. To them, Terence was the wrong side of the tracks. <laughs> a bit of the Romeo and Juliet about this. Yes. A year after their marriage, which was the day after her birthday, by the way. So she came into her inheritance on her 25th birthday. A year after their marriage, their daughter Moira was born. And of course, she had an extraordinary life as well. And she wrote that wonderful book, History's Daughter. Yes, extraordinary. Michael, I was also reading in the article that you wrote with this week's Work of the Week that the same year her husband died by hunger strike, she'd been to the Abbey Theatre to see one of his plays. Yeah, it was actually just shortly after Terence's death that Muriel attended a production in the Abbey Theatre of The Revolutionist, which was one of several plays that McSweeney had written. And it was really quite prophetic because it must have been hard for her to watch because, of course, it's about a man who is wedded to a cause of independence and he is part of the Gaelic League and so on. He can't separate himself from that cause. And so even though he's falling in love with the female protagonist, doesn't quite work out. As we know in life, Terence McSweeney took that same path and and Muriel was watching that production. I wonder what she was thinking. Oh my God. I think something like 15 years later, her daughter Moira played the female lead (laughs) in in the play. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very prophetic altogether. A lot of history is bubbling up to the surface because we're going back over 100 years. Extraordinary times in, in the life of the beginnings of, an, of a nation. And we'll be following that theme through over the next couple of weeks in the work of the week. But what catches my eye here, it's funny, we've been running a series about the great loves of Ireland. Scaltha, Grána Heron, Robert Emmett, Sarah Curran, Oscar Wilde, Michael Collins, Kitty Kiernan. And you could nearly add Terence McSweeney and Muriel Murphy to that list as well. People who got married young against the wishes of their parents. History got in the way and cut their great romance short. But you can catch it here in a time capsule of a 100 years ago. 
The Face of Muriel Murphy McSweeney, which is part of an exhibition which has just opened called Citizen Nowhere, Citizen Somewhere, The Imagined Nation. What are you doing with this exhibition? That's my last question for you, Mike. So I suppose like all museums and galleries (laughs) across the world, we're doing our best to mobilize online so of course with our works of the week we'll we'll share different artworks from from the exhibition that's right across our social media but also we've done a series of videos online so Mm -hmm. already we've had videos from uh, our registrar Gino Donovan and Daniel Breen the curator of Cork Public Museum talking about Terence and Muriel's daughter Moira and a doll she was given as a gift (laughs) and so more on that online And we have another in-conversation video coming up soon between our curator, Don Williams, our director, Mary McCarthy, and the historian, John Borgonovo, to go into greater depth on the exhibition. That's excellent. I would advise stay tuned. Okay, absolutely. So just go to crawfordartgallery.ie. Go down that particular strand of history that we're all being taken back into. Give us a sense of direction and a sense of identity. If you need to know where you're going, you need to know where you came from. Okay, Michael, thanks again this week. Thanks a million, Connor.